Week two podcast. Are we supposed That's to bump bump? <laughs> yeah, we're supposed- <laughs> I tried to catch you guys off guard. I think I did. I think it worked. I was really close I, to bump bumping. No, I actually thought I would get some bump 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 bumps though. I re- I'm really disappointed. That's from the viewers though. That's it, from the viewers we on save, the podcast. We save those for the. Yeah, we're not getting paid to bump, 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 bump on the podcast. You're only getting paid for the pickums. All right. All right. Lesson learned for me. I'll be better next week. (laughs) But um, first podcast in season for the Goat House here. And I I think for every single one here in season, we have to start it with Dan Cheese's Trubisky review of the week. Review of the week. We need a sponsor. I think we need a sponsor on that. Sponsored by Vagisil. Wait, what? <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll go into this, all right? There's a lot of ups and there's, there's a lot of downs. A lot of downs. But there's about one quarter of ups for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, where to start? I thought, I thought the first drive, they looked pretty good. They were moving the ball pretty easily. You, you know, we were getting pretty hyped, and then they kind of went stale on third down. I think overall, um, when you look at it, uh, their third down conversion rate obviously was pretty bad for like the first three quarters, and that's what really held them off. Um, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin with this. I, I, I really don't. I mean, he was right from the get go, he was pretty bad um, in the first three quarters. I don't know what I'm trying to say. And you want to you want to fill me in and I can catch up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I mean, I don't know this, what I'm trying this, to say. This is your segment kind of, over here. This was kind of my I, take. This, this was kind of my guard. take. All right, all right. This is kind of my take. He, the first three quarters, like, he had bad moments and stuff, but and he played bad. But, like, there – I don't think there was – it was entirely just garbage, like, 100%. I Like, there were throws he had that a year ago – like, a year ago he was not making. He had so – he had, count, like, countless throws that last year he would have underthrew, uh, overthrew, completely missed – See, uh, like let he, me let me jump in. I, I think we saw both told, Trubiskys. I thought I thought, I thought yes. we saw the same Trubisky we saw last year, and then the Trubisky we saw two years ago, and then maybe fourth quarter a little bit of a new hybrid Trubisky where he's shit, but he's good at the same time. Who knows? But I this is the best way I can describe Mitch Trubisky. He's like a golf swing, right? You're you're mm. golfing. You're you're having a terrible. I, I I heard this from somebody else, so this is not my quote. Somebody else said this, but he's like a golf swing. You're 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 out in the you're out playing 18. The first nine holes are just dog shit terrible, but then in the last couple holes you have some great shots. It keeps it brings you back next week to golf again. So when you when you keep seeing that when your first nine holes are shit, meaning Mitch has been shit for the first three quarters, but then those final few holes you're you're hitting the ball beautiful, running right the green, two shots into the green, that makes you keep coming back to Mitch. So you're and that's kind of what we saw. Nine guy. He is a back Ooh. nine guy. That, that is for sure. We've seen that for at least three seasons now. Um, I I rewatched. So my initial reaction watching the game, I was like, "This guy's fucking awful." And I think I even tweeted, uh, "It's time for number nine to to come into the game." And then once the fourth quarter started, we saw Mitch kind of turn it up, and I was like, "Hold the phone. This kid's got a cannon." So rewatching the game, going back, at, I would say accuracy could have been better from him in the in the first uh, two and a half quarters. Third quarter got a little bit better, but they were still failing on third down, which is what you saw. But the receivers didn't really help him. I think overall, 
the Bears receivers were charged with about seven drops. I'm not going to blame all seven on drops. I think he threw a uh, Mitch threw a laser uh, in the end zone to diving Allen Robinson, um, which I could live with throws like that. He's letting his receiver make a play. Uh, hit hit uh, um, Allen Robinson in the hands and he dropped it, but it was a it was a, it was a tough play. It was a bang bang. There was another one where uh, he kind of threw off the back foot, just a lob to uh, Jimmy Graham which I would say nine times out of ten, Jimmy Graham's going to catch that ball, but he mistimed his jump. I think there was two times where yeah, Jimmy yeah. Graham he mistimed his jump times. and he dropped the ball. So I, I, the full game, the you know the first three quarters, re-watching it, mind you, because, again, my initial reaction was like, this guy's awful. But the first three quarters re-watching it, it wasn't all him. I think, I think I'm just going to chalk it up to preseason rest. There was no preseason. It took him a while to get going. And then hopefully that's something that you'll see going down the line um, where he plays, you know, Good, but who knows? We'll see. A lot of ball game kinda, left. The thing that kind of baffles me is throughout his time in the league, he's been most successful when they're just like pushing the tempo. I just don't understand why why that's not – that should be the focus, like push the tempo the whole game. Well, what they're doing now is they're also letting Mitch play under center. So Nagy called it a self-scouting a self scouting of himself and the play calling. Last year we saw Mitch uh, in the shotgun formation. They were doing those draws all the time. Um, and now we're seeing them more of a uh, um, under center, almost an eye formation. Sometimes they have uh, like JP Holtz come in and just play fullback. But um, I think that's helping him out a little bit too, um, to where it's keeping the defense honest. So I, I think all I think the play calling is going to help Trubisky for sure this season. But uh, it's 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 the same play calling, but you're not seeing Mitch in a shotgun. You're seeing him under center more. Um, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Right, I don't you, know if we could do this all 16 weeks real quick because if he gets benched, then is it? Then it would just, just be the, straight to the, the Bears Nick quarterback, uh, or like our the or Nick Foles, our, uh, the weekly check-in on the Bears fans, just weekly check-ins. Yeah. Weekly check-in. Got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, the so uh, give Trubisky uh, like a pro football focus grade, but it, it's a Dan Chi grade for week one. What, what would you give? A like Dan a- Chi grade. SB overall all game. You can't just give him like a quarter grade. You gotta... Um, I think I'll. What just happened? Anybody there? Yeah, I'm here. I think Dan Chi just cut out. I think he's gone. <laughs> I think he's got disconnected. He's Go connecting ahead. back. We lost him. Hey, I mean, I can give him a grade. I can give him a grade. Oh, he's all back. Right. I'm back. I don't know right, what the hell's give, going give, on It's all right. It's all right. You're good. You're it's good. Right. So what's your grade? Uh, I'm going to give him a letter grade. I'm not into that pro football yeah, no, focus. No, no. Yeah, 92.3. Right, <laughs> I'm going to go with a B- minus for Mitch Trubisky. B-. minus. B minus, and that, and, that yep. it, and again, my initial reaction after the game probably would have been a C minus, but when I rewatched it, I'm bumping him up to a B minus. I thought he had, he had times where I mean he had, I think he had like two like just got two or three god awful throws, um, but then again he was he was going through his progressions on some of the throws too, and uh, it's it's progress. So um, I'd rewatch it to kind of fully see. All right, all right. What do you what are you expecting this week against the Giants? You expecting to to beat that B minus? Is he going to beat it? Um, at home, I think so. Um, I think Allen Robinson's pissed off. I think they're going to feed the ball to Robinson and uh, prove his contract worthiness. So I'm expecting um, a couple touchdowns to Allen Robinson. Couple, book it two. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing the Giants, you gotta you gotta run all over them. That's that too. I, I think. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'll we'll. I'll, I'll I'll let you know my next week grade. I'm expecting him to do well. I want him to do well. If 
if Nick Foles is starting, I want Nick Foles to have an A plus grade. We'll just we'll just have to see. Right, 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 right. All right, moving on. I think the rest of the fan base has probably had enough of the Trubisky talk, but uh, all right, all right. All right, what do we got today in this podcast? Anybody listening? We're gonna we're gonna cover some. Next, we're gonna cover the Monday night football games because if you didn't know, on our YouTube channel, we have recaps for all uh, for the Thursday night game as a video, and then for all the Sunday games, uh, including the Sunday night game. But then, as soon as that Monday night football game ends, or there was two this last week, uh, then on YouTube we kind of get into the week two mode or the next week mode. So. Uh, we'll get the chance to recap those here in a second. Uh, any last week one takeaways, maybe who impressed you, who disappointed you. Uh, then we'll get on to our players of the week, and then we got our mailbag. We have fan questions of the week. A lot of stardom sit questions on there, so I can't wait for that. And if we got time at the end, we can kind of talk about what we're looking forward to week two. So that's our schedule here uh, in this podcast right now, but for most weeks we'll do the same thing. But, um, yeah, since I didn't really talk about it on YouTube and you guys didn't really get to talk about it, Monday Night Football, the first one of the year, we had uh, the Steelers and the Giants was the first game, and then we had the Titans and the Broncos in the next game. Um, yeah, if anybody had any takeaways from that, we can we can discuss those now. Um, I mean, I, I could start, actually, with uh, a week one takeaway in general, but also from Monday night. It's a little odd. But the player that may, that I might have been most impressed with didn't really have a, that great of a game, but it's going to be Daniel Jones, I think, because I didn't have a lot of expectations from Daniel Jones and, you know, on the Giants there. You know, I expected – I mean, he did turn the ball over a little bit, but, you know, very accurate. I, I thought he was moving around in the pocket, and even, you know, if he had to use his legs, he was very impressive. Uh, just so fast, too, just reading the defense so fast, seeing who's open, scanning the field, you know, going through progressions, not just staring down one receiver. Uh, I mean, the velocity on the ball and the accuracy he had was I th- it was very impressive. He did have two interceptions. One was a freakish, instinctive play by T.J. Watt. Really nothing Daniel Jones could have done there. And the next one really costed them the game. Uh, it felt like the Giants had a legit chance to win that game at that point because they were working the field. They were consistently working the field. And that stupid mistake there for Daniel Jones kind of cost them, and that that was de- that was really bad. You know, it was on him. But then, you know, I've talked about this already throughout the week. That was one of those. You know, I'd rather have that. Really, not at the time, but now, like, kind of looking back, I'd rather have that over like accuracy issues because accuracy issues typically aren't fixed from quarterbacks. Like maybe slightly, but no one all of a sudden becomes you know like a. 55 percent uh, percent completion percentage uh guy to to like a 65 you know um so he was very accurate it's just as simple as you know throw the ball a little throw the ball away a little earlier so i think you can fix that i definitely think you can fix that so i was actually impressed with him uh on monday night i was very impressed with the steelers deep mainly the run defense uh the defense in general in the red zone tj watt bud dupree were fantastic um Big Ben, slow start. Uh, I think I saw Junior tweet it. He said, tweet something about him being old. Uh, he just looked old. Yeah, I, he looks. I, he does look old. He, I mean, he looked really old, but I felt like only like that in the first half. I felt like I was, I was just going off of movement. Nothing got, else. Like he's obviously he's still got, got the a, arm. It was just like his real, movement. But he's he got really, a real funky. He's got a real funky body over there. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like looking at him. He's real. He's. He's kind of chubby. He's got You're a belly. You're checking on his body, Pete. What? He's got a belly, and also he's got like the he's got like skinny arms. I don't know if like the the elbow injury like caused like costed him some of his upper body strength, his arm strength, but it just I mean just he just looks he looks funny out there. He'd lose some weight. 
Yeah, but I think the, bit, in the second half he really picked it up. You know, he was you could see he was like recognizing coverages and he, uh, uh, and he was playing a lot better. So I thought that was uh, that's kind of my takeaways from from Monday. A lot of injuries in the offensive line for the Steelers. I, I wish they would get Claypool going a little more, but they do have a pretty deep and good receiver room. Uh, Benny Snell ran well. Connor was not running well. Looks like he was hesitating, but it turned out he was kind of hurt. Uh, hopefully the Giants can get Saquon going. I expect the Giants' defense to kind of be a little rough, but they played okay in that game. I thought they played okay. Uh, they got more pressure than maybe people expected, at least myself. Uh, looking at the Giants' offensive line, pass protection was actually – it wasn't great, but it was kind of impressive. I didn't expect it to be that good. Run blocking was – was it was it was very bad. It was very bad, to say the least. And then um, – yeah, that's kind of my quick takeaways from Monday night. Anybody else have any, you know, anything? That was that was my takeaway from that game. What? I mean, I kind of got, I got, I got a little, I got a little some, some. Big Ben's body. Yeah, that's a good takeaway, Pete. I mean, I feel um, like you kind of the same body. Oh, he was bigger. He's he's had more beef on his bones. You know what I mean? All right. Definitely. But uh, <laughs> you kind of touched on it, but it was it was kind of crazy. Like Daniel Jones impressed me. Like even more so, just because they couldn't get anything going running, so the Steelers are basically telling them like you're like you're gonna throw it if you want to beat us, and like he they were in a position to potentially win that game, which was crazy. Yeah, because he he was he was hitting guys. He was he had some dimes. I was impressed by a lot, some of those throws. Yeah. Um. Moving on to the other Monday night game, we we were lucky enough to get two on the first week of the NFL, and then that game was. Uh, the Titans and the Broncos, and it was it was it's weird because it wasn't really a good game, like a good football game. I feel like not bad, but like not good. But it was like coming down to the wire, so it was kind it kind of in a way was entertaining. But uh, let's hear what the Titans guys got over there. What do you got for the recap of uh, the second Monday night game? Um, you know, I think I think. I don't know. We always, Titans always start off real slow at the beginning of the year, and like kind of saw that. And I think like so in all the games, I think it's just like kind of players are a little rusty. Um, and I think like a lot of them. I think one of the tough things I was like thinking about was like I, I did see this too. Like Denver, Denver has like the best home record out of any team in, in Week One in, in NFL history. Like they do a really good job of, of winning at home. I think the hard thing is like getting into game shape and especially going there um, at mile high and getting used to the altitude. So I think, like, one of the big things for me, like, with the Titans is usually they're the team that tries to wear teams down um, in the second half, and they just seem like they were worn – they were kind of worn out um, in the second half. But, uh, no, I mean, obviously, like, for me as a fan, like, the one thing was just, like, another emotional roller coaster watching the game. Like, there's there just high moments and then there's just ultimate low moments and – Thank God they pulled it off, but it was looking it was looking pretty scary. Uh yeah, that's a game where I don't have too many takeaways. I mean, I watch every single snap, and I I really don't have too many takeaways. I think there was some sloppy ball. I think, I mean, Drew Locke kind of impressed at times for you know how many starts does he have? Like a very limited. Uh, and I thought you know some throws on the run were pretty impressive. It, it seemed like his pocket movement was fine. Um, you know, so I mean, all that looked pretty solid nothing to wow about I guess uh, but then he there was some throws he definitely would like back in terms of yeah, so wide open guys uh, you know he wasn't turning the ball over so that was good but uh, 
yeah, so that was kind of hot and cold there. That could have been the difference, too. They, the Broncos could have won the game if he was a little more accurate on some of those throws. Uh, yeah, Judy, same thing. I mean, you love his movement. You love his release off the line. You love the speed. Uh, but got to got to catch the ball. I thought Noah Fant kind of stood out early in that game. Uh, Melvin Gordon kind of cost him with the fumble last year. He had a fumbling situation, kind of blame it on the rust. And here we are, week one, already a fumble kind of hurt them a bit. So now it's starting to get a little concerning. Uh, so yeah, Bronco. I, you know, for defense, I thought AJ Johnson was everywhere. Jarrell Casey was, uh, I thought, was playing pretty darn well on the on the D line. Um, See another blocked kick from Shelby Harris. Feels like he uh, feels like he does that quite a bit. Yeah, a little thin on corners. Lost AJ Bouye. Um, yeah, there's really not too many takeaways from that. Just a lot of sloppy play. And for the Titans, I, I don't really have ma- I don't have major takeaways from the Titans. I think maybe they rely on the at least in that game rely on the play action a little little too much. I, I do love them with the play action. It definitely works with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Maybe they get a little too carried away with it sometimes. Nothing major, but. Um, I think the Titans' pass rush will get better as the season goes on. You know, we got Clowney practice for a week. Vic Beasley didn't play, and he only practiced for half a week. Um, Harold Landry had his moments, and he's getting better. They had some corners out, so the secondary could get better. I mean, the, the Broncos had guys out as well. So, the, yeah, that re- I'm excited about that receiver unit for the Broncos. You know, no Sutton or Hamler, so it's pretty much just Judy out there. Um, and we know his movement, uh, you know, skills are great. So, you know, they they got a lot of upside there as well. It's a weird game. I don't I don't have like really any takeaways. It's just I'm excited. I got something else. All right, what do you for, got for the Titans? I was talking I was talking about this. Well, on the pickums, I said like it was a low scoring game. Like people were like impressed with the defense. I was more I was more impressed with the offense. I think I think like they have so many. I think they're underrated. Just like with their with their weapons. Like I think. You you try to take the run away from from Henry, and then they try to take AJ Brown away, and then you see Corey Davis have a, a hundred yard game, or Adam Humphreys getting big third down grabs, or Johnny Smith making a big play. So I feel like they have, I mean, if you try to take away certain options on their team, they have other guys that are going to step up and and look just as good. So I, I think I'm excited about that with with their offense. Yeah, it's something I didn't point. Corey Davis had a really good game. Something I forgot there, but not not really too many takeaways. Junior, you got anything, or do we pretty much cover it all? Oh, <laughs> uh, you kind of touched on it, but I'm I'm just kind of uh just the Broncos' offense makes me excited because it's like it's clear that no offense going to be a a factor in that offense. Like you said, he kind of had some moments early, but I I think that that's he's only going to get better. It's going to be insane. I like him. I like him a lot. I think we lost Dan. I think we lost him. A little internet. He's figuring out his connection to internet over there. Yeah, a little yeah. internet, some internet issues. So we might have not have Dan for the rest of the way, unfortunately. But uh, so that's the Monday night recap. Any other takeaways from Week One in general? You know, maybe who impressed you? What were you disappointed in? Anything? Anything along those lines? I could right right away. First thing that comes to my head is the Rams. The Rams just impressed me. Just I, defensively, offensively, they just impressed me. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like weird because two years ago they went to was that the year they went to the Super Bowl I think so yeah. uh, two years and then just last year they kind of had just kind of a down year and everyone's like oh they suck they're done and then this year they come out guns blazing I don't know I was impressed by them yeah I think I'll agree with you there I thought the, you know I thought the Cowboys were gonna run it up run up the score there and 
Um, their secondary doesn't really surprise me. I kind of like, I kind of thought that secondary would be that good for the Rams, but I think, uh, you know, the way they were blitzing the way, I mean, even Aaron Donald impressed me, which is crazy because we like seen that before from him. We know how great he is, but there was, it felt like every single snap he was creating something like every, every single snap. And that was creating for everyone else. And that uh, really threw off Dak. You know, Dak didn't really play bad. Like, it, like he played okay. It's just he couldn't – there was only so much he could do because the pressure was instantly in his face, and then and you got to throw on a great secondary. And that keep in mind, that secondary was going against maybe the best receiver trio in football. So then the Rams started off hot on offense, got a little cold. But, um, yeah, overall they impressed me, mainly with their defense there. But uh, any other any other teams or players that impressed any of you guys, or maybe what you're disappointed in? Mm, I might give uh, away my defensive player if I if I go any further. You're gonna give away your defensive player? Oh, like, yeah, no I one. Think so. No one really. I mean, I don't know. It's I, I kind of like expected. I was expecting like the Seahawks to win the division and. And have a strong year, so like that. I mean, I thought like what like we talked about in the pickums, like letting them, letting Russell Wilson throw the ball earlier in the game and early early downs. I thought was um, was something interesting to see, and like glad I got, I got to see it. Um, I, mean, I guess the Packers, the Packers really impressed me. I was kind of they were kind of on the fringe for me for like a playoff team, but they, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked looked MVP caliber. Um, well, you guys were, I remember earlier in the offseason, you guys were, like, saying hands down the Jags are the worst team in the league, and I told you, like, they might not get the first pick. Like, I don't think they're, like, too terrible, and, uh, I mean, they surprised us all with the win. I mean, Colts disappointed there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I got some technical difficulties over here, so I'm just fixing stuff while you guys talk, but, um... Yeah, I think the uh, the Packers impressed the, offensively. They impressed some. Uh, there were some drops outside of Devonte Adams, but some of those guys, you know, kind of stepped up and and played better than expected. But um, yeah, I mean, Rodgers. It's really not so impressive because we see. I mean, because we. It's like it's almost expected. It was impressive still, but it was at the point where yeah, you, you almost could expect that. So it's not overly impressive. But yeah, he was he was dominant in that game. Him and Devonte Adams. Um, you know, so yeah, the Jags were pretty impressive. Gardner Minshew being pretty accurate, and then um, you know able to beat the Colts. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that kind of wraps that up. Mm-hmm. Jump into players of the week here. Yeah, we can do our players of week one. We got everyone got an offensive player of week one and a defensive player of week one. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me start with Dan's because he sent me his. He had little internet issues, so he couldn't. Join I know us. he has mine. I know he has my offensive, so I should. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna snake it from him. Um. So that's you want to go? MVP you... pick over there. Yep, that's my MVP pick. Um, Russell Wilson, clear cut for me. I think the only other offensive player, quarterback wise, I guess you can put in that conversation, uh, was Aaron Rodgers. Just kind of how Pete touched. He was MVP caliber. But uh, I mean, mine. I'm gonna give it to Russell Wilson. He was a beast. He uh, was an absolute beast. Yeah, Dan had Russell Wilson as well. Uh, well, Wilson went with 31 for 35, 322 yards, four touchdowns. It was a, a day. Beast. It was a day. 
I kind of knew everyone was going to go. Russell Wilson, I was thinking either Lamar Jackson or or I went with Devontae Adams. I thought he had a really, really, really good game. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players that are, like, worthy, but to me, I didn't – there's no hesitation here. I thought Aaron Rodgers was easily the best player in week one. Um, just, just some of the throws he was making was just – they were just ridiculous. You know, it's just – um, and, and the Vikings weren't getting pressure either, so you could say maybe he had all day, but he actually was averaging his throw in 2.3 seconds, so he was getting the ball out pretty quick, which was pretty darn impressive. Uh, and then just being that accurate, really only having like as you know, only having Devontae Adams, you know, as like a standout guy, you don't know what you're going to get from some other guys. And some guys did drop some big time balls too that could have got them more points, could have got Rodgers more yards. So, um, but even if you forget that, you know, I thought he was just the most dominant player in week one. So that was my offensive uh, MVP pick. What do you guys got for defense? Okay, mine, this, okay. Whew. This is not like he didn't play outstanding, but with the circumstances, I think that he played, like, unreal. I got Alden Smith just absolutely impressed me. Guy hasn't played a down of football in five years, and he just instant impact, instant impact. It was incredible. I think he, I think he was the one who hit golf on that one pick too. I, mean, I don't know. He was, he was all over the field. That's a surprising pro- defensive player of the week choice there. Yeah, I was kind of going with. I think that the fact that he hasn't played in five years and what he was able to like come in and make an impact the first game, that was for me that was impressive. I respect it. Yeah, that was incredible. I had a runner up, and I had a. Uh, the entire Rams defense. Entire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that one wasn't going to be a. Yeah, that wasn't going to be a fair one. So. All right, Dan take, went uh, with. Uh, Dan went with Ryan Kerrigan, Washington football okay. team. I think you could debate Ryan Kerrigan or Chase Young from that Washington football team D line, but that that D line as a unit is scary, and they had a dominant performance against the Eagles there, and it. Uh, I mean, yeah, that D-line won them that game. So he actually went with Ryan Kerrigan there that, that in that group. Um, I'm going to go. I had Aaron Rodgers for offense. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald for defense. If you look at the stats, it really won't show. I'm not a huge stats guy, though. But I mentioned it a little bit ago here in this podcast, and that was uh, it felt like he was in on every single play, just bullying a double block or Zach Martin, who's one of the better guards in all of football, disrupting every single play and making the uh, the players around him better. Like, we've seen him do it do this before and even put up more stats at the same time. But, man, he affected the game so much. And, again, it was it was literally, it felt like every single defensive snap. So, I went with Aaron Donald here. Really won't show up on the stat sheet, but got the two Aarons for my players of week one. Actually, I'm, cha- I'm changing mine here. I was going to go I'll, – I'll mention him. I was going to go Jonathan Abram. I was kind of excited to see him play. Um, he, was, he was literally all over the field making every tackle. He's making making some crazy hits like he always did in college too. But I'm changing it to Jamal Adams because I was, like, thinking who else, who else like, really stood out to me and, like, was just all over the field. And Jamal Adams was all over the field too, like, same – same type of player, really. Like both, both similar type of safeties. Obviously, Jamal Adams is a is an All Pro caliber player, but he had 12 tackles and a sack and two tackles for loss. Okay, respect, beat respect. You gotta Thanks. respect it. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, there's our players of the week. We'll see who makes it for week two. 
Uh, now we got our fan questions of the week. There's a lot of stardom, sit'em options here. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of something that, that's pretty cool. I think if we go over, like, fantasy questions, stardom, sit'em, like, from here on, here on out. But uh, any questions we'll take if I think they're pretty good. Uh, but we got one from Nice's Doom was picking up Scott, Scotty Miller a genius move or a head-scratching move. I think it was, I don't know if I'd say it's genius, but I like it. You know, Chris Godwin, you know, in concussion protocol, he might be out. It seems like Brady likes Scotty Miller. So, I, you know, I think he's going to get his receptions. And I, I, um, I, I, yeah, I definitely think it could be a pretty solid pickup there. And we'll see if Godwin's out, then it could be even better. Maybe then, then it could be that genius move. What do you guys think? I think that's the only factor. Decent. I think <laughs> the only factor is if Godwin's out, genius. If not, Dumb, dumb. I don't know about <laughs> not, not 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 dumb, but obviously, I mean, I don't know. Kind of Mike Evans being kind of banged up too. It's it's a it's a good move, I would say. And decent, Overall. yeah, decent. All right, we're moving At on best, to the next decent. one. Uh, what, what do we got from Bobby Buff? What do you guys think about Mark Ingram? I have trouble starting him after his performance last week, and what sneaky running backs could I pick up? Well, it depends on who's available for we can pick up. Yeah. Um. I mean, I picked up Naheem Hines in uh, one of my leagues. I, you know, I don't know if there's probably not going to be too many other options out there. Uh, but well, I picked up I picked up Josh Kelly in one of my leagues. I don't know if he's out there. Uh, already ben, Benny Kelly Snell. Benny, Benny Snell. Yeah, if he's available. Benny Snell could be there. Yeah. Um, but Mark Ingram, I'm not like very, I'm not super confident about this, but I think. You know, I plan on. It depends on who else you have, but I, I plan on playing Mark Ingram in one of my leagues this week. I think they shut him down kind of early because they were beating the Browns so bad. And we'll, let's get the rookie some some reps, J.K. Dobbins. That is, and you know, because Mark Ingram's got some, I guess he's got some mileage on him, so they didn't want to kind of add to that when they didn't need to. So I think he'll be the guy that play a good team in the Texans. Uh, I think he gets at least a touchdown. I like to think that. So I I wouldn't panic about Mark Ingram yet. Um, I, I think uh, I'm I'm confident. I don't know if you guys are with me on that or what. Yeah, I don't I know think, if I'd play him yeah. this week after what happened last week, but I mean, it really, just depends on who else you got and then who's available. I'm like looking in my like 12 man league to see, and there's not really much out there. But like, I don't know. If you really had to go with someone else, I, I, I mean, like like whoever's available here, I think you you, you might be better off with Mark Ingram, honestly. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one from Sam Lee's AJ Green or Will Fuller full PPR Ooh. for his flex. So AJ Green is playing Thursday against the Browns, and Will Fuller is playing against the Ravens. Yeah, that's a tough one. I do like the matchup for AJ Green. Uh, yeah, I think I go AJ Green. See the Browns injury uh, report. Yeah, a lot uh, of corners. Ah, that's a tough one for me. So I mean, you guys got me outnumbered. I would, I would, I would go AJ Green. I don't know. It's Will Fuller's got. I mean, he's either got to go against Marlon Humphreys or go against Marcus Peters over there. Yeah, it's true. I think AJ Green probably be the safer bet. Will Fuller is for sure the guy, though. Like for the, for the Texans, I feel like like AJ. Like I can see weeks where Tyler Boyd's, you know, definitely the guy for the Bengals. AJ Green's the guy, or you know, a little bit of a split. I think Will Fuller, for the most part, is going to be the guy there for for so that would be the only reason to go there. But yeah, I'd say AJ Green's probably the safer bet there. Uh, moving on to uh, extreme 
Lee. I'm thinking of starting Josh Allen over Pat Mahomes. I think you're losing your mind. Yeah, I think he's, he's lost it already. Mind. I mean, Josh Allen could put up some points against the Dolphins. I, you know, I think Mahomes against the Chargers. I wouldn't overthink it on the Chargers defense. It's pretty good, but no Derwin James. You can throw on this. You know, I even I think the Bengals. Like you play, moving. you play. If you have Mahomes, you play Mahomes every single yeah, week. Yeah, you, you probably drafted. Yeah, honestly. you probably drafted him somewhat early. So I think that was kind of pointless if you're if you're not going to play him most weeks or every week besides his bye. Um, I think he gets more points either way. So I definitely go. With, I, I'd go with Pat Mahomes. Uh, from. Bobby Buff, I think we already had one from him, but we're going again. Which which should I put in for my flex? DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, David Montgomery, or Zach Moss? Quarter PPR. Definitely not, definitely not the running backs. Um, uh, I mean, Lockett's got the Patriots, which is tough, but I still think you, I, I still think you'll do numbers over there. Um, what was the other receiver? DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I think DJ Moore will bounce. I mean, he he played okay, but I think he'll bounce back. It's only, but you're only in quarter PPR. I'd probably go with Lockett. Yeah, I'd probably yeah, go. I lock. would lock it too. You'd lock it in. I'd, I'd lock, lock it, it in. in. Uh, Bobby Buff again. Dallas Goddard or Tyler Higby. Oof. So uh, they Higby. play each other. They play each other. Uh, Ooh, Goddard had a good week. I don't know what Higby did. I'd probably go Higby, but that's about 50-50 there. Yeah, tight ends are just a mystery. True. Good uh, luck. Okay. Uh, Chief Beef. <laughs> Chief Beef. Uh, DJ Chief Shark. Beef. Big Will, fan. Will Fuller, Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown. He needs to start to full PPR. Uh, Wait, let me, let me hear that again. He's got a lot over there. Chark, Fuller, McLaurin, AJ Brown. Fuller, A.J. Brown. Um, i definitely go A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Brown. I think Char could be good. I think them playing each other. I mean, Titans Titans are a little banged up at corner. They'll have Malcolm Butler probably on Shark, but he's, I mean, he's a good, he's a good player. Uh, yeah, I'm still thinking about this. It definitely A.J. Brown. Shark, Fuller, McLaurin. Who's McLaurin? Who are those Cardinals? Who's Washington playing? Cardinals, Cardinals? ooh, good. Uh, and you got some good options there. I'd probably go Fuller, maybe. I don't know, because I could see the Jags like struggling to score much at all. Uh, yeah, it. Titans are Titans are beat up at corner though. So yeah, maybe maybe Shark, Brown, Shark, definitely Brown. Other ones are a toss up. Uh, Dust Dynasty, Devonta Adams, number one receiver in fantasy this year. Now that Thomas is out. Ooh. Perhaps. I was really feeling Chris Godwin. He didn't get me too much points in, in week one. Now he's in concussion protocol. But I, I think him with Brady is such a perfect match. I think Godwin can still contend for that first receiver spot. But Devontae Adams probably the favorite right now. Um, from Kevin. DeAndre Hopkins had a 14-catch game. He didn't score, but 14 catches. From That's a career high. Kevin Fontenot. That's a good point. Are the Titans a lock, a good lock pick? So, yeah, so maybe he's doing like a survivor pool. You have to pick somebody to win this week. Um, I forgot about the survivor pool. I, mean, I didn't do it. Dang it. Uh, Titans versus the Jag. I mean, I probably go. I probably go Chiefs 
over Chargers because I think it's a pretty bad matchup for the Chargers, and the Chiefs are probably the best team in football. Uh, Titans are a good one. The Niners over the Jets, I think that's probably the top one, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those three. I, the Titans I'd probably, put in, I'd probably put in third place after the other two I named. The survivor thing. I got. I'm so mad I didn't do that. I usually like that, but like you can't pick the same team twice. Like usually you yeah. want to like, usually you want to save like those good teams. I mean, all the all three of those teams are good, but I think like, I don't know. I think you could. I think you'd save the Chiefs for later down the road, like just so you can plan ahead with it. But I mean, I would go with yeah, Titans or Niners probably. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next one from Ezekiel Gonzalez here, DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin. Ooh, Metcalf. I have, I have DK. I'm benching DK though. I mean, I have other options, but yeah, I think the Seahawks will do really well against the Patriots, but the Patriots secondary is pretty, pretty solid. So I don't know if DK is going to have that great of a game. So who you, who would you go with? I'd go with McLaurin. See, I ooh. who's Washington playing? Cardinals. I don't know if they. I think they might get mm. like one, maybe two maximum touchdowns in this game. Uh, yeah, I, I'd go D, DK. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning DK there, but that's a that's a, God, that's a toss up there. Definitely a toss up, but I I'd, I'd probably lean in DK. Um, after seeing this is from Detective Fennick. After seeing the Broncos play, which I thought they did pretty well, what is your update season record prediction for them? Uh, that's tough on the spot, actually. Um, I probably should go through these beforehand. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lowest sequester? Broncos <laughs> record prediction. What, where would you set, like, if you were to make an over-under on how many wins they would get right now, that, that makes it Ooh, easy. That's I a good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. They looked, I thought they looked good, and they're banged up, and they should get better as the season goes on. But, but it looks I mean, like they depends might on, be Depends on how their schedule is. Yeah, I think the over/under probably would be set at nine wins. Ooh, that'd be tough. And I don't know what I would take there. I'd probably put him at around nine wins. <laughs> so I would I'd take the under. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I would. Thinking the same thing. Like they're nine wins, but also, I mean, I have to also look at their schedule, and they did put Bouye on the IR, so he's out for three weeks now. So I got to look at their their next three games. That could cost them. Uh, here's a non-fantasy question. It's a good-looking non-fantasy question uh, from Drake Rick. How much of a difference does Robert Quinn make if he is healthy next week against the Giants? I think a pretty Massive. pretty big, yeah. Uh, it felt like the Bears' pass rush was pretty non-existent for the most part, which was surprising uh, against a beat-up Lions offensive line. Uh, you know, going into week two against uh, – we still got questions, you know, on the Giants' offensive line – you know, they definitely need some help. Robert Quinn's a pretty good pass rusher. He saw the Giants twice last year. So I think it's pretty significant, actually. Um, and he is questionable at the moment, I believe. Still. Yeah, he's, he had limited practice today. Limited's kind of good, though. Yeah. That's, that's kind of yeah. good. Maybe. We'll see. But if it, you know, if it did not practice, then we'd definitely be concerned. So, that, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think it's a significant uh, difference, really. Um, all right, let's see. We got from JoJo, Boyd, Crowder, Gore, Diggs, Deshaun Jackson. So Tyler Boyd against the Browns, Jamison Crowder against the Niners, Frank Gore against the Niners, Stephon Diggs against the Dolphins, Deshaun Jackson 
against the Rams. I would not do Jimmy Crowder. Uh, you need to start two. Um, I'd go Boyd. I'd probably go Boyd and Diggs. I do like Crowder though because some Sherman's uh, hurt. Sherman's hurt. Weatherspoon's hurt. But really, it's still a good. I'm starting Crowder this week. Uh, I don't know. I like his. I like his options though. I mean, I think I think you go with Diggs, and uh, who'd you say first? Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I like Tyler Boyd against against the Browns D. So what do you guys go? I would go Boyd Diggs. That's what I, I'd do the same. I think I'd go Crowder Diggs. All right, you got options there. Um, <laughs> Scotty Miller, who's this from? This is from um, I don't know what that says. <laughs> it's just a bu- just a bunch of emojis. Down to clown. Down to clown. That's what it is. Uh, Down to clown, baby. Scotty Miller, Paris Campbell, Will Fuller. Pick two. If if Chris Godwin Not is Scotty out, Miller. no. If Chris Godwin's out, I go Scotty Miller. Yes. Yeah. If I'm Chris, with you there. If Chris Godwin is playing, then you go the other two for sure: Paris Campbell and Will Fuller. But if Chris Godwin's I feel, out, I feel like I just go regardless. I don't know. I don't really trust Scotty Miller. You really trust it? Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell had a lot of. A lot of targets, a lot of catches. Yeah, a lot of reps. He's going against, he's going against the Vikings. Yes. Awful corners. Safe bet, Paris Campbell, Will Fuller probably. If Godwin doesn't play, I wouldn't really blame you for putting Scotty Miller in there, but uh, probably put him in there for, ooh, for, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe just go Campbell Fuller probably. Maybe. Um from Diego, should I sell Joe Mixon or T.Y. Hilton or Boyd? Sell? He wants to sell them. Uh, Selling people. Interesting. Sell him. Unless he means start. I don't think he, he said sell, though. Um, I think it's like buy or sell, maybe. You know, like trade him away. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I just wondering if it was a typo. But I think, yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely keep Mixon and Boyd. T.Y. Hilton definitely could be a decent sell because it seems like in the past some minor injuries – Maybe a little more than mine have been popping up, and he's, you know, he almost could predict. It's tough to do that, but that he could miss some time. And it looks like, yeah, they like Paris Campbell quite a bit. Um, they're probably going to get Michael Pittman going a little more. So T.Y. Hilton wouldn't be a bad option to trade away. Um, Joe Mixon is definitely the best out of that bunch. I would definitely keep him. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. Happy Thunder fan, hype Chiefs fan, okay, Royals fan. Michael Thomas is out and would like to know some under the radar type receivers I could take for a spot. Well, Traquan Smith's kind of his replacement. Uh, that could be a sneaky one uh, on the Saints, of course. Um, looking at the other let me, receivers, let I don't... me look at this. Let me look at the twelve man league and see who's in the in the free agent pool here. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing Paris Campbell's not available. That could be a decent one. Uh, is Danny Amendola available? Well, Kenny Galladay is about to be back, so I don't know if Amendola's going to get too much action. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know who stands out as like one of is the Packers number two, really, but like Lazard or Baldy Scantling could be a good pickup. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, those two guys could be uh, probably Baldy Scantling. You know, he did have some drops. Could be a little sneaky. Could be a little sneaky. 
Uh, moving what on. Here? Uh, we got a lot of questions. Trying to rip through them here. Uh, probably in the in the future, probably just take some of these here. Uh, OBJ versus Cincinnati. Emmanuel Sanders versus Las Vegas. This is from Yes Sir. OBJ versus the Bengals. Sanders versus the Raiders. I think you trust Odell. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, you. That's a tough one. I think he'll have a good game. Yeah, I think you got to go Odell. Jarvis Landry's go. questionable. Yeah, Odell's going to get the action. Corners of the Bengals are a little on the weaker side. Um, Sanders could be big because Michael Thomas is out, but if you notice that Traquan Smith actually had more uh, snaps played than Emmanuel Sanders, and Traquan Smith's more or less somewhat of a similar build or type of receiver as Michael Thomas. Um, nowhere near as talented, obviously, but um, yeah. So definitely, definitely OB, OBJ there. Uh, from Brock Tony, do I start Darius Slayton or Devontae Parker? So Slayton's playing the Bears. Devontae Parker's playing the Bills. I'd definitely go Slayton. Slayton looks like Daniel Jones' favorite target last year and here in week one. Uh, very solid. You know, the Lions actually threw pretty well on the Bears, so I think I think they're going to get go- Slayton going there. And Parker did get beat up a little bit last game. Now he's going against the Bills, so I'd definitely go Slayton. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. Yeah. We're in agreement. Um, Greg Hallberg, Darren Waller, or TJ Hawkinson. So Waller's playing the Saints, Hawkinson playing the Packers. Uh, that's a tough one. I'd, I'd still go... Hawkinson's? I can't even say it right. No, I go Hawkinson's. I like Waller a lot. Uh, that's a that's a tough one. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, you you can't you can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong. Um, I th- I almost I almost think Hawkins is a little safer play. I I think uh, that's that's a toss up. I don't even know. We're we're split here, so it's on me. But I can't even decide on that one. <laughs> Darren Waller, T.J. Hawkinson. I'm almost feeling Hawkinson there. I don't know. That is it. That is an absolute. Toss-up. I know Dan's a huge Darren Waller guy, so so Dan he'll, decides. He'll decide with me. Okay, uh, I guess Waller. So you go is. Hawkinson. Uh, <laughs> from Garrett, D.J. Moore, or Terry McLaurin, probably go D.J. Moore. Uh, Cameron, yes, sir. Cameron Sullivan says, how does Team Riz feel after I gave him that L in week one? Well, listen up, you Ooh. little shit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, gave, he, he, he beat me in the, that Goat House League week one. I'm a little salty, to be honest, to answer the question. A little salty, and I'll tell you why. You know, uh, I had Mike Evans in the lineup and fully expected to take him out. I didn't really plan to keep him in there at all, so that's really not the, the concern. Um, you know, I thought he's gonna be limited and he was questionable. I thought he was gonna limited. So I'm like thinking who I'm going to take him out for sure. Who am I going to put in James White, Robbie Anderson, uh, really couldn't decide. I ended up going with James White. Robbie Anderson had a pretty big day for the Panthers. If I would have put Robbie Anderson in, I believe I would have won if my math is correct. So a little salty. That's how I'm feeling. But, uh, it's just week one. I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to bounce back. But good win for you in, uh, there in week one. Uh, Drew Crawford says start Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz. I think you got to go Ertz. Oh, yeah. Um, Fanter Hawkinson, JoJo asks. Yeah, I'd probably Ooh. go Hawkinson. Fant looked pretty good. Yeah. Going against Steelers defense, though. I think you got to go Hawkinson. Uh, 
Um, let's see. Christian Herrera. Who should I put in my flex? Darius Slayton, Stephon Diggs, J.K. Dobbins. I'd probably stay away from J.K. Dobbins between Slayton and Diggs. Um... Uh, I like Darius Slayton, but it's oh, it's tough going to, putting him in over a big name like Stephon Diggs. Uh, I it probably depends on if the Giants are gonna have Golden Tate back, because if Tate's back, I think you know it limits <laughs> it limits Slayton a little bit, and then I would probably go Diggs then. If Tate's back, I would go I would go Diggs. If he's not back, it's about a fifty fifty. You know what? Let's just go. I'd probably just go Diggs. Play it safe. Go Diggs. That's that's tough though. Slayton Diggs. That's tough. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm yeah. with you though. If if uh, <laughs> if <laughs> yeah, I'd go Diggs unless uh, unless he's not playing. Unless Tate's not playing this week. All right. Uh, from M N D S W Z E. I don't know if that's what that says. Uh, <laughs> I got Diggs as my flex right now. He had a solid week. Oh, no, he was replying to the last guy. I'm an idiot. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, another one. This is a non-fantasy question, it looks like, from Eric. Uh, I got one. Could Frank Reich be on the hot seat if the Colts miss the playoffs again this year? I think so. With a healthy team. Uh, I think so, even though I love the guy. Uh, you love the guy. That's what he says. That's what he said in the tweet. Oh, I thought you were saying that. I don't... Ah. I think so. You think he should be or will be on the hot seat? Both. Or both? Both. I think people will consider him on the hot seat, but I, I don't I don't think it's likely he gets, he gets fired, I, even if they struggle. It depends on how bad they are. If they're super bad. But even though, like, if they're really bad, it's probably because if Rivers is throwing, throwing a bunch of picks, and that's really not Reich's fault. That was, like, their if they're, yeah, that was if the they're front like, office's decision to go get Phillip. Or maybe it was Reich's decision because he coached, he coached him before. But yeah. it was a one-year change. Like, seven and nine, I think. He'll come back. But. I don't think he gets fired. I think it's, it's going to take a lot for him to get fired. They do have a lot of cap space still, so like they could make a push with, with free agents maybe this un- upcoming offseason for him. Give him one last chance. Tony Benz, struggling to, to want to play Mike Evans over Hollywood Brown. I would definitely go Mike Evans. I, I, oh, yeah. Are you a question, with- I think. Well, Hollywood was good last week playing against the Texans. I think Hollywood. I think they'll be. I mean, I think he'll have a pretty good day. Um, Mike Evans a little healthier compared to last week. Playing the pan. Yeah, you gotta go, Mike Evans. They're playing the Panthers. That might be the worst secondary in football. And keep in mind, Chris Godwin's in con- concussion protocol. If he plays still, maybe he's not one hundred percent. Mike Evans, I think, is a golden play this week. Golden. 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 Wow. Watch him get like wow. no points in the night. Hollywood. Just, I just absolutely fucked that guy. Hollywood. Uh, Garrett. This is the last one we're doing here. Uh, Garrett asks, should I start A.J. Brown or Kenny Galladay, uh, Peyton Barber, or Chase Edmonds? I think these are separate. So A.J. Brown versus Kenny Galladay, and then Peyton Barber versus Chase Edmonds. Uh, I They got to be separate because if you're – yeah, you would go one of the receivers. But, that, yeah, they're definitely separate. A.J. Brown, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, this should be his debut this week. against. This is against the Packers. AJ Brown against the Jets. That's tough. Normally, I would say like definitely Kenny Galladay, um, but coming off the injury, 
It was a hamstring too. Those are a little tricky. He might be. He might not be full go. Um. I think AJ Brown has a pretty. I don't know. Actually, they could go. They could really just get going with Derrick Henry. Run the clock. That is tough. If Kenny Galladay seems one hundred percent, I'd probably go him. I'm a little worried though about the hamstring issue. So probably. Probably AJ Brown. If that's the case, I don't, know, I don't know if that really answered the question. What do you guys think? That's a tough uh, I, one. I want to go Galladay. You're feeling Galladay if he plays? Feeling Galladay, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> I'm sure biased the hat's on. Yeah, it's on. I, if you think Kenny Galladay is 100% hamstring won't bother him, then you go Kenny Galladay. If I, I, I would go be a little go worried. Go out though. to the field and go test his hamstring for him. I'd go AJ Brown. I'm gonna say AJ Brown. I worry about the hamstring. Um, the the Jags corners played pretty well in Week One. I don't think they played that well in Week Two. I think AJ Brown. Uh, and the Titans kind of showed some Corey Corey Davis action there. That's, That's what I'm saying. It's just like it's just like they switch the roles, and then all of a sudden, like this week, the Jags be like, "All right, well, we got to stop Derrick Henry, and then we got to watch for that play action crosser to Corey Davis, and also AJ Brown's gonna be running the crosser again, and there's just it's just a disaster." Peyton Barber or Chase Edmonds? It's a rough rough position to be in, I think. That's pretty rough. <laughs> My God, they're playing each other. Ooh. Um, I mean, Washington's defense is very good. I mean, I think, I don't know. Kenny Drake, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. Did, how many, how many carries did Edmonds get? I know he scored. Oh, uh, yeah, he did get in the end zone. That's right. Um, let's he see his score. Didn't Peyton Barber score too? Peyton Barber scored twice, but he had, a, he had like a terrible average. He had like. I don't even know. Was, uh, I, mean, I can had look it up. Six carries, and he had five targets, three receptions, um, and then paid, paid Barber. Paid Barber had seventeen carries for twenty nine yards and two touchdowns. I I would go no. Edmonds because they they really got Edmonds. They got he got five targets. He got three receptions, but he got five targets. So they're trying to get involved in the passing game, and I think they're going to eat the the Washington team over there. I think they're going to ease their way into Antonio Gibson a little more. Uh, especially given that he had way more, uh, not way more, but a way better average, we'll say. He had more yards off half the carries, so I'd say Chase Edmonds would be my pick there. But it's a very tough situation to be in there. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, yeah, it is really tough. I don't know. You just don't know what they're going to – yeah, they don't know. You don't know if they're going to put Gibson in more. Maybe he just doesn't have a grasp on the on the full playbook yet. Because Peyton Barber, I mean – didn't run very well, but he still had a lot of carries and he got two touchdowns. Yeah, that was the last question there. I think uh, that went on for quite a, quite a long time there. We got we got we had a lot of questions, but enjoy answering mm. those. Um, here, I got one for you guys. Here, I got I got George Kittle that might be limited if he, I think he's in a play, but he might be limited. But I have T.J. Hawkinson as well. I'm almost thinking T.J. Hawkinson. Oh yeah, yeah. You think so? Yep, yep, yep. Yes. But I'm like, how do I, if, you know, I draft a kid in the third round. How do I put him on the bench? Start him both. He's playing. Start them both? Yeah, start them both. I'm, yeah, I almost, I almost wish I, yeah, because I went a little receiver heavy, but then I also got both those tight ends. 
So I almost wish I didn't go so crazy with the receivers and just help myself at running back a little more because I had, you know, I almost got, yeah, because I got the extra tight end basically. So maybe that's something I'm regretting a little bit, but I like my team. I like my team. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap this up here. I wanted to make this, that, that fantasy stardom sit'em section segment as a kind of a video as well, but I had some camera issues during during this podcast for some reason so uh in the future we could expect some of those it'll be pretty fun but uh you get it either way if you listen to the podcast you're getting it uh but we got full coverage on the nfl on the youtube channel full nfl coverage on the youtube channel uh, or full youtube coverage on the nfl channel that's what i was about to say uh <laughs> but uh yeah so check us out there. youtube <laughs> search the goat house pretty much anywhere you'll find us we got you covered that's gonna do it thanks for listening goodbye you bet. Say bye.